you don't want to get caught in a valley with some wolves. That, that shit's rough. That's a rough way to go. and he's the podcast the podcast you love to love is back again um thanks for joining us i am your host old head ed uh yeah man this is a this is a podcast where we discuss three things uh beer music and food i'm always accompanied by a guest if not multiple guests at least one guest and uh this time around when i say this time around <laughs> i mean that this person's been around not only around the continental united states but he's been on this podcast two previous times, which makes this the third time he pops up. Um, there's very few people who have done that. There's actually one other person uh, who's done that. And that's the, the, the person that was with me on the very first episode. And we've kind of made it a, a yearly thing because his, uh, his first appearance coincides with the anniversary, yearly anniversary. So I always bring him back just to see where he's at at that point. But the other person... The other person that I'm that I'm talking about is is none other than uh, one. What is it like? Probably one fifth, one sixth, one of the watch wolves. One of the wolves you should watch for. Right. And um, and a, a dope MC, a, a great producer, a videographer. You could ask people about the videos. You don't even have to ask. Just go to YouTube and watch the videos. Mm. Uh, the, I mean, South Florida native, Hialeah representer. And, and and statewide traveler. This is a fire intro. <laughs> it's well deserved. Well deserved. I, I might as well get to it. I mean, you guys heard the voice. I'm talking about none other than Art Morera. Oh, and there goes the applause. Um, Sounding off. Boom. What's good, Ed? Yo, I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And, and even more glad to see. Our our uh, our sit down and talk and chop it up journey started in 2020. Mm. Yeah, in 2020. That was an interesting day too. Yes, yeah, like it was the specific day that we linked up. Correct, correct. Yeah. I, I, no knowledge to either one of us what was gonna coincide that day. Yeah, because um, you came through to my spot. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, yo, let me check the mail right quick, and I go in and check the mail while you while you were setting up, and I got the notification. Right then and there, that I was off papers. Yeah. Yes. And I was, I was glowing, man. I don't care how how good or how trash or mediocre the beers was. I was lit. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. free. <laughs> bro, I can only imagine. That's a hell of a feeling, man. That's a yeah. That's that's a that's definitely a something to overcome and, and news that I'm sure people are to this to this day are still waiting to hear. You know, there who are those in those situations, and and hopefully that time comes for them. Yeah, for hopefully, sure, man, for sure. Um, 
speaking of time coming for people, um, I hope that didn't sound too morbid, <clears throat> but you're here, and and the most recent thing that uh, that brought us together was uh, you were so kind enough to invite me to an early uh, listening session of this project called Death Valley. Yeah, that was a fun day. Yes, it was. Uh, we, I had a chance to catch up with Orion, which is always great. That's family. Um, anytime I can, anytime I can run into to Mowgli on this side of town, right. that's also a great occasion because sometimes I got to take that trip down south to check in with him. I hear you. But it was it's always great to see him on the north side of things. Yeah, um, yeah like going on missions with Mowgli is so fun, man. Like, is it? Uh, yeah, because you know I, I know that. Uh, Sometimes those drives when you're when you're riding around with the peer, like it's cool to bounce ideas and vibe to an album. You're playing album mm. and and uh, getting some fresh air. Like it's cool, man. It's like it's just cool going uh, going on missions with Mowgli, man. Yeah. And uh, I was gonna link up with Orion, but you know, and he had recommended since he knows that you're in the area. Yeah. And I thought that was a great idea. Fresh. You know, if I could, I would have had like one big listening session where everyone comes through. But the thing is, is that. Um, I've just never really been good at coordinating gatherings mm-hmm. like that. Like, okay. Even when I used to throw hip hop shows, like it's one of those kind of you just you're fishing, you know, you're fishing trying to see like who would be interested in taking time out of their day. Yeah. And then going to the venue, being yeah. stuck in traffic, paying the door entry, and then small talking with you, and you know, so uh, I figure it was probably more convenient for everyone else for me to ride around and okay. show uh, the event. In other people's neck of the woods, Word. so so yeah, okay. that was super tight, man. Which is it was kind of like a pseudo, it was kind of pseudo what you normally do, which is drive around, yeah. But on a grander scale, uh, you know, east to west coast, right? You were doing it within the, the circumference of where we all reside. I mean, when you drive like from North California to Florida as many times as I have, you know, driving from Cutler Ridge to Tamarack mm-hmm. is like. You know, much more doable in my mind. Yeah. And yeah. you know how some people that they'll be like, Doral yeah. to Winwood. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you nuts? I'm not gonna drive that right now. Like, like it's a, in, in my mind, it's like, what what is far really? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, when what, you put it in perspective, when you have that perspective, far is. Yeah. I, I mean, when I when I got back, really, when I got out of California, when gas prices went down from like, because it was it's five dollars. Throughout the, the whole state, uh, aside from like outside of national parks, so I was already so used to paying five dollars a gallon that when I got to Death Valley and it was even more expensive, that was one of those like I just have to be calculated on, on like how much driving I do, knowing mm-hmm. that I'm eventually have to refill. Gotcha. But when I got into like Nevada and the rest of the country and the gas like significantly dropped, like here is three dollars and fifty cents right now, and for me that's like. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, so, oh, I have to go uh, to Sunrise right now. Let me just put a quick little $10 in. And it's like, you know, I'll gladly take that trip. Yeah. Knowing that I'm getting so much more bang for my buck regarding gas. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that Death Valley. Um, that's what we had. I had the pleasure of listening to. Um, ten tracks. Well, ten tracks, nine songs. Yes. What inspired, what inspired you to put together a project like this after... Uh, time away after I was here, and, Mur- and Murder Mountain, and Murder Mountain. That's right, Murder Mountain. Right, right. So, so um, I mean, it's a long story, man. Like, uh, that's probably one of those like 
You know what? I'm, I'm super down to break it down here on um, Bruise Beats and Eats. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Exclusive time. But like, <laughs> so when I had left, uh, when I had left Florida in 2021, like in May, I wanted to go to the desert and I wanted to fast for 40 days. Wow. But it was summer and I had my dog with me and I didn't want to subject my dog to that after I kind of left the state and I had time to think about it. Yeah. That's why like on my song Florida Man, Okay. I, I go, uh, I've been thinking of, uh, what is it? Uh, thinking of fasting in, uh, fasting in the desert for 40 days. You know, I have a lyric in there talking about okay. like I was really thinking about doing that, right? That. And, um, but I knew it would have been suicide for sure, especially Death Valley. What? Mm. Um, I mean, there's some deserts in, in, in some desert area in Arizona too, but so after I, uh, spent some time in California, you know, I was thinking like, how am I going to top Murder Mountain? You know, like how, how am I going to top like... Considering it's also a mountain. You're at the top. How do you top? How do you top it? Top you know, the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's actually a pretty. That's pretty cool that that you brought up that as well. Like, you know, like so much commotion had I had caused just off of that project, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and I did the music videos for everybody in Miami. Everybody and their mom got a music video. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, you know, I would love to actually go to the desert and challenge myself. Right, but mm -hmm. um, you know, God, I feel like, like, you, you know, things things might not go the way you want it to be planned, but, but sometimes things are in your best interest when you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Why things aren't working out yeah. the way the way you envisioned it right then and there. Yeah, and uh, it just came to me one day, like, man, you know, murder, mountain, death, valley, like the highs and the lows, murder, yeah. death, mountain, valley. It was just uh perfect yeah. right so so i figured you know i'm not sure what rhymes are gonna come from this but i'm gonna give it a shot and just whatever you know worst case scenario like at least i tried right and and yeah man i just went out there and see on murder mountain like everybody died right okay on murder mountain i, yeah. mur I murked everybody whether it's it was from blistering colds whether it's from shots from the van, just just a lot, just, just a lot of pew pews, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, but on Death Valley, like, I'm I'm the only one that died, you know. Wow. Okay. So it was pretty. Okay. If you listen to like, like throughout that all the writing in that project, like I talk about different different ways that I'll, you know, go out. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, just tackle uh, 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 tackling. You know where I was at in my life from that perspective, and I just—I don't know—I love it, man. It's, it's honestly still sinking in what I just did. Okay. You feel me? You ever yeah. been there? Where like yeah, you? Yeah. And I mean, from from the outside, from the listener's perspective, um, and I know we we chopped it up, or we was DMing, um, and you had asked me, "Yo, did you give it a second listen?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just happened to take a trip over to Fort Myers, and that was one of the three things I bumped, along with um, Moscovich Three, and then Psalms of the God Eight. Mm. And and th there was lines that I didn't catch the first time around. Mm. And, and even and even though you kind of you kind of prefaced each song when we were listening, you kind of prefaced each song with a little bit of something to kind of like prepare us. 
uh, to, uh, for the journey we were going to take as we're listening to this, uh, the tracks individually. But even still, like, there was so much more. And then yesterday I'm listening to it and I'm like, yo, the Ocarina time, you, you say Ocarina and then you throw, drop a link reference in there. And I was like, in, uh, in one mm. of the tracks and I was like, damn, I forgot about that link reference. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so I was like, oh, that's in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You just reminded me. Hold on. Cause I go, cause I go to the day, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, but no money will let me play an ocarina back to my priors to the days I wasn't linking up with grass buyers. Damn, I, yeah, I forgot about the link so part. That, so that, yeah, so I was like, ah, oh, damn, uh. once again, it's like time delayed bars, or at least the way I was listening to it. But so yeah, so that's just that's just from a listener's perspective. So I can just imagine from a creator's perspective, yeah, is how much. Things kind of things still don't settle in because because you know how some some MCs like they really emphasize on the double entendres yeah like which is great because that's part of like they're so proud of being able to to to, to hit you with two meanings at once mm-hmm. while they're trying to tell their story yeah like even though my my writing has that littered like pretty much everywhere I'd be forgetting <laughs> where some where like there's like a double entendre here and there because. I'm so focused on the message. Gotcha. You know, you know how like like Jay Z and even Tupac. When you listen to Tupac, like his message is so uh, like uh, uh, in your face that you don't even pay attention to how he's rhyming three, four, five syllables. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. There's so much heart in his bars that yeah. you forget about the technical capabilities that he's applying. That he yeah. Yeah. And same okay. thing. Same thing with Jay Z. When like it took me a while to get when he said. Sup, y'all niggas all feta because I got a little cheddar and my record's yeah. moving out the stove. And he said feta like feta, feta cheese, up. but it sounds like feta, feta up. up. Yeah, yeah. You're right? Yeah. So, it, you know, so like sometimes I'll be listening back to my own shit like, damn, that's right. <laughs> I did tie, I tied that one part. Oh, crazy. You know? So, oh, dope. Yeah. That's excellent. And shout out to Shoddy and No Emotion, man, and, uh, and Mowgli, mm, too. And I feel like indeed. it's a really good time for Miami hip-hop right now. No, for sure. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Mowgli because, yes, his most recent project with Code 45, the very little gun sounds. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, uh, it, it. Honestly, bro, that's... That's just It's the work you expect From Mowgli And then it's, It still comes with It still comes up With something new Yeah it's, uh, it's It's like a whole vibe man I mean shout out to the gods You know and Shout oh, out to, sure. to Cult 45 Supplying uh, the producers With some ill breaks And kind of like uh, Contributing to Miami boom back, mm-hmm. you know Miami hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, that's shout excellent out to them for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. Um, <clears throat> you want to get into these beers? I mean, we could, we're gonna still talk Death Valley, but we can get into these beers just to. Absolutely, man. I'm parched. There you go. So it could be a some se- it could still have some semblance of what people come to know. Bruce Beeson needs to be. Yeah. Um, before we get into these beers, I'd like to say that this episode is brought to you by WVCC Radio and Vice City Cypher because they're presenting pretty soon, sooner than later, February 19th at Roots Miami Cava. You got the house party event going down. All right. It's the uh, Moskvich 3 album release, the official mm. album release. That's uh, the, the work put together by Tev95 and Shadi, which we already spoke about. Um, you're going to have DJ Black Snow and DJ Blue providing the vibes, the sounds. There's going to be vendors in the house. There's going to be uh, uh, MC Cyphers. There's going to be Producer Showcase. And on top of that, we, all ha- we also have a couple of other artists that are going to be in the place as far as Salazar, uh, Group Therapy, which, which the homie Soup uh, is a part of. So, so you're going to hear some of that Friday vibes. It might be a Saturday, though, but you're going to get that Friday vibe regardless. And uh, also got the young boy uh, Lotus Hill 
and Marks McCoy or is Marquez McCoy? One of the two. Marquez. Marquez. I think it's Marquez McCoy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure when I pull up, I'll, I'll get that cleared up. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, the event's going down. Like I said, February 19th, uh, house party. Get your tickets at WVCC something. I'll put it in the uh, the show notes. <laughs> it's something there. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's $10 ahead of time. It's I think it's $15 at the door. You know, get your tickets ahead of time. Uh, 18 and older. Um, pull up, man. Uh, it's a it's a dope venue, and um, and you're gonna ha- you're gonna have or you're gonna listen to even doper performances, and, and it's hosted by H2O, man. You know, part of the uh, the SFMG collab. Yeah. Uh, with that being said and done, um, Art, real quick, you want to hit them with the uh, the social medias, the uh, where they find you, where they can find the music, the band camps, and all that, and yeah, I'll go grab sure. them beers. Absolutely, man. I mean, shit. My website is artmorera.com, uh, Instagram.com slash Art Morera or uh, Watch Wolves. That's W V T C H W X L V E Z. Watch Wolves. Spelled misspelled nine hundred percent on the title search. I was just gonna say that. That was the line. That was a dope line when Mogi shot that out. Um, where he's like nine hundred percent of the time, it's gonna be misspelled on the title search. It really is. But that's what you got the the show notes for. Description box show notes. Y'all people know when you go, when you see, when you go click on the podcast, the episodes, you could always scroll down past the description and you're going to have all the links there as well. Yeah, man. Let's get into these beers. Y'all know what it is. Y'all stay tuned. It's Bruce B. Cities, the podcast. I got Art Morera with me. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Bruce B. Cities, the podcast, and we have reached the Bruce portion. I've come to believe that this is the guest's favorite part of the podcast because this is where we quench thirst, especially if they show up parched. Um, at the same time, um, Art's been here before, so you guys have heard his stories uh, as far as early beer memories um, and and, uh, <laughs> and the journeys with beers and his encounters. Um, so we're going to drink the beer still. And we'll give you our thoughts on the beers. But at the same time, we're going to ca- talk more Death Valley and and talk about, you know, the, the mishap of my, you know, quite possibly spilling some Lagunitas in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a way of life out there, man. Like when you're okay. up, when you're up uh, up that hill, you know, that, that that bar is about like it's Humboldt County hill life. You know, uh, when you're okay. up, when you're up in those hills, man. Like no one's gonna pull you over, man. Like you're just you're just up there, and uh, you wait until your signal starts to get a little bad, and yeah. And you're like, all right, time to crack open a beer. <laughs> but the reason why, like, the Lagunitas be like, uh, the beers be like spilling sometimes is because, uh, have you ever driven up up and down a mountain by chance, Ed? Yes. Um, yeah, it's no joke. Uh, through the, what's the one that runs through West Virginia? That's the, is that the Appalachian? Am I the Appalachian? I'm not sure. It's the one on the East Coast or yeah. closer to the East Coast. Right. Yeah, but driving up, <clears throat> driving up and down a mountain, it's... Especially when you're driving a U-Haul or you're or you're, you're pulling a trailer, and you feel you feel the, the the weight. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and it produces. I mean, of course, you're you're carrying more weight, so it produces a whole different sensation as opposed to driving. Mm. The shit that trips me out is the, and I don't know if they have them, and I'm sure they have them on that on the West Coast too, but the uh, those paths cut out off the side of the road. Yeah, little, where little it's turnouts. For, yeah, where it's for like runaway trucks. Yeah, but the thing is that. 
these things are like they're they're cut off the road and they're actually in an incline also. Right. So that shit trips me out because I just keep thinking I'm like, yo, what happens if a truck actually goes off the like they're going up again? Yeah. You know, that's that's bugged out. I mean, hopefully, a, I never have to see it up close. But I mean, like like when you go from going downhill at a high speed and you kind of swerve out the road. And you start going uphill. That uphill really helps you regain control with your momentum. Okay. And uh, and then also it's grass, so it's not like uh, you know a smooth uh, surface. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Asphalt. Asphalt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, shit. I've, I've had to use some of that sometimes out there. No okay. lie. You know. So I mean, but but out there in, in North California, like you know, if you if you don't have the best brakes, or if you don't have if you have like a lot of weight on your vehicle, like mm-hmm. how, like how I do with my van. Yeah. Going downhill and then kind of like, you know, making a sharp turn, you really, really feel it, you know, so that's kind of, I mean, yeah. I guess it's going to become like a really low center of gravity, so everything pulls down and you really yeah, it pick was, up on all of that. It was gnarly, man. And like, I, I have I have a bad habit of not changing my brakes fast enough, like like often enough while I'm mm-hmm. out there because it's mm-hmm. a mission. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that nothing ever bad ever uh, happened. That's great. But, that's great. Sure. Well, let's drink to that, and let's start off with this one. For sure. Um, this very first beer we're gonna try is the is from Almanac Brewing, and Almanac Brewing Company is their Rocktoberfest. I like, I like the name of the company. Almanac Brewing. Uh, yeah, because it's like you know. Yeah, the Almanac. Yeah, you got all the information. It's dope. and it's funny. It's from uh, Alameda, California. Uh-huh. It's a German style lager, and it comes in at a five percent ABV. Let's give that one a go. Fire. This is good, man. Yeah, I'm digging it too. I'm digging it too. Shouts mm-hmm. to the homie out on the West Coast. He sent them over to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say his name because I don't want anybody coming down and going, you know, you got people transporting beers and whatnot. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> but just, I digress. Uh, it doesn't matter how it got here. It doesn't matter how it got here. All, all that matters is that it's good, all right? <laughs> yeah. Shouts to Almanac Brewing for sure. Uh, mm. So. Hell yeah. But, uh, but shit, man, like, you know. When you're out there in the fucking desert, man, like, I tried to, uh, like, be conservative when it came to, like, how uh, intoxicated I, I allowed myself to be. Mm. Like, uh, I mean, did you watch the Some Miles Back? Like, the. I'm on episode five. Oh, it gets crazy after <clears throat> and that. And I keep That's hearing wild. that. I keep hearing that. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about Some Miles Back. All right. Um, you have one episode per per track. It seems like it's ten, right? I mean, like it kind of ended up that way, but like I mean, you know, it's like it's been my life's dream to do what I just did. Like, okay. I, mean, I have this this illustration that I carry around with me in my van that was kind of like the whole concept. The whole concept of some miles back is like, you know. I didn't even think of the title till after I was done with filming the whole thing, and I'm there like, man, what am I gonna call this? You know. Mm. Um, but the whole concept of like subjecting myself to going on a crazy adventure where it's like dangerous and it's rural and scenic and, uh, and I talk to my dog, but like the audience is listening to me talk to my dog and I, and yeah. I, and I like, I take that leap of like, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be as completely transparent and on and just honest and, uh, try not to look cool or say only say cool things. You mm-hmm. know, some people like. Like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, that, that, that was a little cringy. Like, just take that out, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just, I threw all You're that. embracing all of it. Yeah, I just threw all that worry out the window, man. 
And uh, what ended up happening is, it's like I feel like it documented. It's kind of like a blend of, of, like Eight Mile, mixed with like Castaway, mm. mixed okay. with like Into the Wild. Huh. You ever seen that movie, Into the Wild? I've read the. Well, maybe I'm thinking Call of the Wild. Well, if you read Shit, the book, no I mean that's even better. But like, like, like Into the Wild is the starring that uh, I forgot, I forgot what, what's the name of the actor, but this guy like abandons all his like. City life comforts and uh, yeah, yeah, and then just goes literally into the wild, and then he stumbles across like an, an abandoned bus, and just make turns that bus into his home base until he really? eventually starved to death. Oh shit! Okay, no, yeah. The one, the Call of the Wild that I, that I, the Call of the Wild had to, had to do with uh, I think uh, Slay Dogs or something like that. Mm. So, but I ha- so I haven't I haven't seen or read Into the Wild. I have to Word. check that out though. Well, well, like like that. It's always been kind of like my dream to to do that while making a project, right? Mm. But obviously, like, I've been thinking about doing this thing for, like, f- five years or so, something like that, five, six, seven years. It's mm. been a while that I've thought about this because I've been looking into van life for, like, years. Be- yeah, before. I remember we were discussing that in one of the previous episodes. I always wanted to, like, be living that, like, independent underground artist tour life, mm-hmm. you know, and writing songs about my travels. Yeah. And, um, but, like... So I knew that I wanted to do this project. Obviously, I didn't know what the album was going to sound like, but the making of the album is what I had envisioned doing for a long time. Wow. And every time that I've driven across the country, like, you know, I counted how many times I've done it. I've driven across the country 16 times. Damn. Like eight trips there and back, you know? Wow. There and back again. Hmm. And uh, so, but I always kind of skipped this project because I felt like I just was more in a rush to get to where I was going. Okay. You know, but this time around, I was like, man, it's the beginning of the year. I don't know if I'm going to do any more of these cross-country trips. Of course, I say that every time, but I eventually <laughs> get the, the itch to go. Yeah. But this time around, I was like, nah, I got to I gotta do it, you know? My dog is like seven already. I didn't, mm. didn't want to keep, uh, cool. you know, dogs like backyards, not so much passenger seats as Correct. much as backyards. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Even though I kind of turned like the world into his backyard. Um, but, but man, what a crazy ride, man. Like just, That's great. the thing is, is that like, I also wanted to do it like with a cinema camera. So like working for cookies, right. You know, I did some work yes. with cookies, yeah. uh, 12 AM media rather 12 AM media picked up cookies as a client. Um, cause I showed them what I was capable of with the visual. So I was able to generate the, the bread to get a cinema camera, which is what I always wanted. Mm. And when I did, I was like, man, I'm, I think that I'm like finally ready to do this. And you know, you, you, you prep in your head, like, Oh no, when I pull up, I'm gonna have the camera from this angle and I'm gonna be using my lavalier mic and the shotgun mic and this and that. And like, you do all this prepping, but then when you get there, you're like, Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. Let me yeah. let's just get to work. Yeah. Um But then you know I got I kinda got into the groove and it was just cool, man. Like I, I but you know the the re, the real the realness behind it is that like there was a very real chance that I could have died out there. Oh. Like wow. like there was a very real possibility that something so I was extremely vulnerable out there, man. Hmm. Just a guy in a van with no alarm. Uh, like I didn't have like any firearms on me, just, yeah. just some knives and shit. Yeah. You know, like I was extremely vulnerable. Really, God protected me the entire time wow. I was there. Wow. So, so like, you know, I, I feel like I wanted to document as much because I was I was convinced, man, that like 
I was probably gonna die out there. So I, I just wanted to have all this documentation so people can have can discover it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, shit, I'm not trying to be morbid or nothing, but that's just the the reality, you know. I mean, I went to Death Valley, and like I say on episode one, I'm like, it would be a suitable place to die given the name and all. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I listened to like podcast about death valley and about how like unsolved mysteries and unsolved oh, wow. yeah you know and so and, you were saturated with all <laughs> yeah i was just trying to like mentally prep myself for like what i was about to get myself into and like and even then all that prepping that you do it, it does not do justice for like the magnitude of when you're out there just in this openness yeah. and you hear like there's this heaviness on your ears when you're out there of the silence like Wait. silence is heavy yes it's crazy how like you feel the heaviness on your ears, like in like in your you know your auditory senses, like just mm-hmm. you feel this like dense, just emptiness. Wow. It's so crazy. Like I don't know if you recall, but like like so I have on uh, on my album I was here, right? The outro is a song called Twigs and Sticks, and it's twelve minutes long. And there's this one bar that I wrote there where I go, "You ever heard nothing at all? You ever had a hard time describing what you saw?" And and I wrote that based on like I remember I came up with that bar like in Utah like heading to California because it's open out there too. But since I wrote that bar, I hadn't experienced uh, a scenario where like it reminds me of that bar up until I got to Death Valley. Because at that point, okay. you really hear nothing. Like yeah. if, if you have tinnitus, you know what tinnitus is—the little ringing in your ears. Okay. And when people that are starting to go deaf, yeah. like. When you're out there, like that's literally all that you'll hear. So, so that's funny because you were saying you were you were describing the, the silence to have this heaviness. So I can imagine that every sound that does pop up yeah. is it it rises above that silence and it's just that much more noticeable. Yeah, like the only thing that I really it heard was silence. the little rocks under my feet when I was walking, like the <laughs> just, just yeah. walking on like on you know gravel or yeah, that's I would do that to fill up the silence. And wow. then like when I finally started to make beats and listening to samples, I was just like like Mowgli has this one line where he's like, When I'm alone in the house I like to fill it with noises. Something mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. I like to fill the silence with noises, mm-hmm. right? It helps you not feel so so alone. Like you know how some people that own dogs, like when they go to work they'll turn the T V on to so like the, yeah. to dog T V so that the dogs have something to occupy their you know, I mean, who knows? The dogs probably don't give. They, don't, they probably don't care about that. But, but, but yes. So, you know, when you're out there, it's crazy how like, like there was this this jeep that parked maybe like I, maybe like 500 feet away from me. Like I, it wasn't really that far, but it was so open that I didn't hear the jeep crank his engine and like pull off because the sound. There's just nothing for sound to bounce off of. Wow. You know, so it's Damn. just really interesting. Holy crap, that's crazy because so it's just the, the sound that's immediately around you is what you pick up, but if it's too far, it doesn't have the same capability of travel. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Shit, that's nuts. That's nuts, man. Um, <clears throat> let's get into the second beer. I got the right one? No, I don't. Burn. Reach for the wrong one. Can't be having things like that happen on Bruce Lee's and East. Let's order this. That's how, that's how you know the first beer was good. <clears throat> yes, yeah. It set the tone for everything else. Uh, this second beer... It is from Green Bench Brewing. It is their, it's a collab with uh, Culture. Culture Tings. Culture Tings. It's a German Pilsner at a 5.1% and it's brewed here in Florida. We're going to give this one a go and see what we think. Salud. Cheers. 
you remember the last time that we did this when I was like, I was so happy that I got off papers that I didn't care what the beer tasted like? Yeah, I remember. Like? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> this time I do a little bit more. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're able to, uh, you're in a different place now and you're able to like dissect it a little more. Yeah, I, I feel like Pilsner is probably like my lesser of favorites for me, okay. for me man good beer is good beer and you know you gotta appreciate the different like the bitterness mm-hmm. you, not every beer has to like you have to you know, it's not so much about like the, the the palette that you like as much as appreciating the palette that they made that for yeah yeah right that before yeah so like even though i'm not too crazy about bitter beers like i actually very much enjoy how it kind of throws you off a little bit okay you know what i mean yeah it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of bit. All right, it's like you drink it to get more vigilant. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and get better at bowling, um, darts. Um, yeah, it supposedly it, it improves accuracy in billiards. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Oh man, but that was good. That was um, good too. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned, did you stop at any breweries or did you hit up anything as far as uh, beer locations? Right. So, uh, I mean. While you were on that side of the. Uh, yeah. Like in, in, there is, there is like a, so there's a visitor center and there's a general store right next to the gas station in, okay. De- in Death Valley. And the general store, does, it's like a little grocery store, but I didn't discover that till like my the last day that I was there. Like the, la- the day before I left, I was okay. like, man, what, what is in there? What's in the structure? And I walked in there and it was like a whole grocery store. Oh, shit. But um, so I, I bought a six pack of some like pale ale. It's a Death Valley pale ale. Okay. And uh, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I kind of don't want to spoil it because, you know, you said you're watching the episode. Yeah, that, uh, so. yeah, no, nah, yeah, don't. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, <clears throat> bro, like, I barely drink anymore. Like, I, I, I really don't smoke that much anymore. I'm okay. pretty much like, I would probably say I'm pretty much sober, like, the majority of my time. So, like, I don't really be riding around with, like, beers in my cooler anymore. Gotcha. Um, so, but, but one thing that I like about that is being, becoming a lightweight. Yes, you know. Yeah, you spend so much time away from it that the the next moment you try one, it was like it's like the very first time again. You're like, holy crap, I'm really like feeling this. Yeah, it's true, and, and you know, I really appreciate that because, like, I mean, I feel like everybody experiences this when, like, when you become of legal age to drink, like when you when you turn 21, you want to become a drink champ, you know? Like, yeah, all right, yeah. beers on me and whatever. But uh, and then you kind of get into drinking a lot, and then you build your tolerance. And before you know it, you just kind of you're just a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. And, and I went through that for like 10 plus years just kind of being one of the guys, you know, just drinking mad beer. Yeah. But um, when I when I went off to just be on my own in my van, obviously I'm driving a lot, so I can't be drinking and driving. Yeah. Uh, except for when you're on the mountain. Because when you're on the mountain, man, it's, it's almost like tradition. Like, when it's, it's almost tradition driving up Alder Point Road. And uh, after you zigzag up... Uh, past certain points where you know that you're like on murder mountain territory mm-hmm. where fucking man I'm just gonna open a beer and you're dry, you're almost like enjoying it like a ride in Universal Studios or something or like okay. or Animal Country Safari where your your vehicle's going 10-15 miles an hour and you're just enjoying the view while enjoying your brew gotcha yeah. you know it but, becomes interact or it becomes it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I obviously I don't recommend anyone to drink and drive. But no, like, we don't do that at this podcast. No. <laughs> but uh, but like, that's probably the only time that I would like you know 
drink when I was up there. The rest of the time, I actually quite enjoyed my sobriety. Like, okay. Um, and even working with cookies, man. Like, anyone that you know that you that smokes a lot, they cannot hang with the heavy the heavy hitters. Like how people be smoking. If you work for like the Cookies One Log, which is like a okay, I'm kind of rambling. Like mm-hmm. uh, when you go up the 101, right? Mm-hmm. You get to the the One Log House, which is uh, it's like a landmark. They turned a, a sequoia tree, which is those redwoods. Yeah. They, they turned it into a one log little cabin, right? And okay. That, that kind of became a tourist spot. So Burner and Cookies bought that property and turned it into a Cookies like uh, nucleus uh, uh, of where they grow weed and they have all the licenses uh, okay. to grow, consume, to sell this and that. Okay. So the staff there are like heavy hitter smokers, man. Really. And I quickly found out that I just simply I just cannot hang, like I cannot hang, man, with with the folks up there smoking. Shouts out to Benny and to Nate and to Matt wow. and to Mike and Mike and Jared and Stefan and just everybody out there. Yeah, they were like, serious about their business. They they they. <laughs> yes, it, it might be the best company I ever I ever did any work for. Like they are, wow. like Cookies is fire. I love that company. Yeah. But um, but again, like I was there, like realizing, like damn, you know, like I actually don't need to smoke as much as I, you know, in my head thought that I would like to. Okay. So, you know, I feel like that's pro- that's probably like it comes. It's the nature of the beast, you know. Like if you're there by yourself, you have to stay vigilant and aware. So like smoking, becoming inebriated yeah. in any way, well, you don't want to affect the reaction time just in case something does happen, or whatever. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's all about balance, you know. Like because once I started to get used to being out in the desert, and I would take my one little hit out, in, like like uh, one hitters, and I roll pinners, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like I. Uh, uh, you start to really appreciate like how potent one two hits is it's, for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so watching some miles back, even though I haven't finished the whole series, and then listening to the album, it's it's very companion. It, it they, they go together because for those of for those people who listen to music the way I do, where it's like I'm trying to like pick up on all the uh like you said, the double entendres, all the you know all the, the, the metaphors, and I'm hearing a lot of the stuff that I saw. Mm-hmm. On these episodes, mm-hmm. so I was like, I imagine that's all under the grand design of what you, what you had envisioned as far as for this album. Yeah, like I mean, well, my my style of writing is autobiographical. I feel like like uh, I, I always want to kind of leave uh, memoirs of my adventures, you know. Okay. So doing uh, like documenting the trip, and then in my writing process, I personally like I, I can't help but reference like. Real life events that kind of inspire the rhymes. Okay. So, so yeah, it's, it's cool being able to present that to anyone that cares enough to watch the making of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just so proud of it, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. Oh, I'm good so, reason, so proud man. of like the making of it, man. All that, all the years that I spent to learning how to do good video, and then being able to, like, you ever seen that meme on the internet where? It's like photos I take of my friends, and it's like a professional photo, and then photos they take of me, and you're like off to the corner, blurry out of focus, and it's just a disaster, right? So, I mean, I definitely suffer from that, right? But, uh, so to be able to, like, to to film myself with the same, like, uh, framing and just the same, uh, I guess... Uh, intent going into it that I would for anyone else. It was just cool, man. Like, you know, I have this one lyric in uh, in Wake Up where I go, 
uh, am I still present in a group photo if I was the person that's pressing the shutter? You ever feel like that? Yo, it's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that I heard that line yesterday and I'm sitting there going, in the grand scheme of things, theoretically you are present. Yeah. Because you were part of the photo. You're not directly in front of the lens, but you're the one that shot it. Yeah. So you were part of that moment. It's just you weren't the one in front of the lens. And then I thought about how now it's we've it's become a situation with the selfie. It's become a situation that there, there's nobody wants to miss that opportunity to be part of it. So that's right. why they put themselves in front of the camera with everybody behind them right. because that's how much they want to be. Like they want to. So it's, uh, we're not we're, apparently we're not content with just being able to say I'm part of it in the sense that I was the one that captured that yeah. through my lens. Well, people forget too. They're like, I mean, you know, like, okay, ten years go by. Are you gonna remember who took every photo? Of course not. No, no. you know, especially yeah. old family family albums. Like, yeah, like, who took that photo? Oh, wow, maybe it was. You know? Yeah. And I've taken. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've documented like some really significant events for people's lives, like, mm -hmm. you know, weddings and yeah. elopement parties and this and that, mm -hmm. and like, and even just hip hop events. Like, it's crazy how so how so many aspiring rappers. Adopt becoming the photographer because they acknowledge how important it is to look dope. Like on, on shouts to Dirty Five, man. Shouts to the Dirty Lens for sure. Like uh, you, you know the rapper uh, Evidence. Like yes, he has when when he uh, had his little <laughs> diss track to Eminem. He has this one lyric where he goes, he's like, oh something like, and my pictures are doper. I don't <laughs> I, like that. That's like a punch. He kind of like. Yeah. You know, he's like, man. Well, he's the director of photography. Yeah, like, that was off the Dilated Peoples. It was like that was right. one of the uh, the project of the photography. I always found it dope that he kind of like embraced being like, I'm a hip hop artist, but I'm also good at photography. Yeah, but it's not to be taken away from that I'm ill on the mic. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, I feel like a lot of aspiring artists when they don't see their careers kind of becoming what they envision, mm -hmm. they're just like, I'm just gonna take a back seat and just start they, do documenting. Yeah. Right. Um, but they kind of get lost in the sauce of like they're no longer in the photos they're the ones taking the photos and that kind of started to, to happen to me a little bit too you know mm -hmm. like uh, especially when I when I did Emerald Cup when I did Emerald Cup for cookies like the uh, it's like the uh, the Olympics of weed like, okay you know uh, that sounded like a uh, I think it's a like a racetrack on like Crash Bandicoot or something like, it was like the, a circuit. Oh, the, the I think it's like Cup? a circuit. Yeah, yeah I think oh, it's like a circuit of like three races. It's called the Emerald Cup. But anyway, I'm just, I'm someone so video Shout out to shit. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's a dope game, man. But uh, like, uh, like you know, I wanted to be in more of the photos. You feel me? Like, Got you. I wanted my, I wanted to be documented that I was present there. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like, am I still present? Even though I'm the one that's pressing the shutter. And so this this whole thing of like, man, you know, I'm going to document my life with my equipment we live in a time where like the stuff can kind of do it for you mm -hmm. you know so i just didn't want to my bad you, you, you want to drink this no, beer right? we, well no we can get into it um but no but you're you're you're, you're on the right path because I, I i'm glad you brought that up too because at times i'm saying i'm like yo i'm like how is how is art pulling this off i go does this dog actually have the camera like how well trained is morty is he <laughs> is he actually is he actually shooting these pictures off is he holding the uh the um the gimbal <laughs> like, it's quite I, possible. I paid him so much money. 
Damn it, Morty. Here's another five. <laughs> well, let's get into the number three beer. Um, this is from Hop Size Brewing Company. This is their Chargy. It's a Kolsch. It clocks in at 6.6%, mm. and it's brewed here in Florida. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. I can definitely taste the alcohol, man. What the hell, yeah. man? You be drinking this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to the whole... Like, honestly, um, this podcast really doesn't condone drinking and driving. Mm-mm. But the, the funniest thing is, and that's, and that's probably why I don't do a drinking game in this. Mm. Like, it would be great to do a drinking game to go along with this podcast. But it's like, I don't know how many people get home and be like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and listen to Ed talk shit for like in an hour and a half or two hours. You know what I'm saying? Um, so mo- I imagine it's mostly consumed on their way to work. I hope you guys are having a great day if you're listening to, you know, to this on your way to work or in between locations, stuck in traffic. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, peace and blessings, like Tetris would say. Um, or taking road trips. That's the other thing where people say, like, oh, that's when I listen to, I'll sit down and listen to a bunch of episodes. Mm. Which means that I really can't incorporate, as much as I'd like to, I can't incorporate a drinking game. But here we are. I mean, you here know, like, if you drink, you're already playing the game, man. Especially, Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, for, well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Ed. Like, so, oh, this is my favorite part of my. This is the favorite part of Bruce Beats and Eats. I can't even talk right. This is my favorite part of Bruce Beats and Eats is when all of a sudden the questions come my way. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, good because I have. Oh damn. I have questions. I'm man. never prepared. Yo, so so like, um, have you ever been to a national park, man? Have you ever been on, on like, an adventure that's kind of, like, going to, like, a desert and seeing what's, what it's like out there? Not the desert. Um, I'm trying to... Th- I'm sure I've been to... I've been to... Okay. So, I've stayed in uh, Tennessee. There's a place called Lebanon. Or Lebanon. Lebanon National Park. Um, rented a cabin there. Did the hiking. It was a real quick stay. Just, a, you know, a long weekend. Um, it was right at the point where... Restrictions were starting to loosen up with COVID. Mm. So I want to say it was probably maybe, I'd say June of 2020. Heard. Which, they, I mean, down here they were starting to loosen up. Everybody else wasn't sure what they were doing with it. And um, so I was in ten- I happened to be in Tennessee. And then uh, we rented a cabin. <clears throat> Me and the homies rented a cabin at Lebanon. I guess it's a national park. Maybe not one of the bigger ones. but it's- And so... We did the, the hike thing. That was pretty cool. We had the you know the grill outside, but we whipped up some you know some food. We stocked up on beers. It was a really good time. Um, you know, shouts to Jake, Josh, and Juan. R.I.P. Juan. And um, the craziest thing about the reason I'm even going this far into it is because on the the second hike we took, which is I think it was like a 4.4 mile hike, mm. um, just walking through this park. And then, you know, every so often they have benches where you can sit down and take a break, you know, whatever. And one of the benches just, I just happened to look at one of the benches and somebody drew a Wu-Tang uh, emblem mm. on the bench. Crazy. Like with like, uh, it had to be with the with whiteout. They probably uh, carved it out and then they filled it in with whiteout. And I'm like, what are the chances that I, here I am in Tennessee. Right. Taking this like, this hike. Right, and and we walk up to a bench, and we happen to stop at that bench instead of like passing by and waiting, going to the next one. And I look, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I had to capture that. She was pretty but, dope. But like, what is it about the Wu Tang symbol on that bench that like hit you the way that it did? Because it's kind of like it was a reminder that hip hop is everywhere. Facts. 
yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even when it's not even being played, you know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Like, and that's dope seeing hip hop in like non-city environments. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like when I when I was in Death Valley, I put up a couple stickers like in some spots. You know, I mean, who knows? They're probably already taken down already, but like they probably aren't. You know. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like. Going to these national parks is something that just many people, sh- like everyone, should do. That like it, it costs eighty dollars for the annual park pass that for you to go to all national parks, and like it's not like anyone's gonna be checking that shit anyway. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I I I just feel like like hip hop has really transcended from being like a urban environment soundtrack to what the life is like there mm. to almost as like just a craft that anyone could express themselves on regardless of your walk of life. Yeah. And um it's funny how like 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 my favorite Eminem songs with Dr. Dre, some of my favorites are the ones where like it, I reckon you ain't familiar with these here parts. Yeah. No, there is a story behind that old saloon. Yeah. Twenty years ago. Like just that whole old Western vibe and you start rapping from that from that perspective to me is so ill. Yeah, cause you're taking a chance. You're jumping. You're you're. It's a departure from like you said, what everybody has kind of like saturated the market with, where this is the urban tales, and so so it's a whole other uh, aspect of 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 seeing things. And uh, and did you did you uh and what did you find more difficult, hiking uphill or hiking downhill? At that place, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you the difference between those two when we did that. But most recently, I when I was in Hawaii. And we did a good amount of hiking. Um, I found it the downhill. Downhill was a challenge. Downhill is so sketchy. Downhill, yeah, yes. Yo, like, yeah. let me tell you, when I was so, so, um, so, the last thing that I did before I left Death Valley yeah. was film the music video for Wish You Well, right? Which is the first thing we saw visually from the project. Yes. Okay. And, you know, if, if you haven't seen the music video, like, you should go check it out because it's me, like, out there, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, it, it, I, I feel like I went further and further away from the camera just to kind of give perspective of how vast the environment I was in okay. was and how small I am. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but funny story, like, you know, for music videos, rappers, like, they don't want the sweaty forehead they don't want the dirty shoes. They want to be nice and crisp with yeah. the barber's preciseness, brave-hearted for life. It's return of the golden child. You know, like, you want to be, like, nice and crispy and pristine. <laughs> but in my circumstance, like, it was the total opposite. Like, yeah. my like my sneakers were, were they've been beat up from, yeah. like, just, just being out there, man. And yeah. so I had to repurpose, like, my camera equipment as hiking gear. Mm. Like, I used my... Okay, so, so I, I wore... Um, like a North Face puffer jacket, okay, right, um, with a white shirt under, and then I had my backpack on me, and in my backpack, my camera bag, I had like the cinema camera and uh, other pieces of gear, and then I had uh, this like tripod that I extended all the three legs so okay. that they're kind of like walking stick height, mm. and I'm mm. like hiking up st- like. <laughs> This this steep hill, like I want to film up there, but I'm like, do I go down this this path over here to look for the easy way up, or am I just gonna climb this steep hill and go up to 25 feet and just that's it, right? 
So I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm gonna do it. But I'm by myself because mm-hmm. I left Morty and Morty in my in, in my van with you know with the windows rolled yeah. down. And it wasn't even that hot. It was like 50 degrees during the day. <laughs> That's not hot. Nah, it wasn't hot at all. <laughs> not hot at all. So he was chilling. Yeah. You know, but f- while I went on this mission, so I'm hiking up the steep hill, like <sighs> trying to get to the fucking top. And then when I finally get there, I'm like, okay, all right. I love being this out of shape. This is good. This is good. <laughs> you know. And uh, so like. You, it's crazy how like hiking uphill with all this camera gear is already extremely challenging, right? Mm-hmm. But like I already knew that hiking downhill was already a challenge when I was just walking with my dog, like exploring the environment, right? Yeah. But when I was doing this for the specific purpose of like filming this music video, I had to be that much more careful when I was carrying more gear on me. And it's just like, man, I really have a lot of respect for people that live that hiking life. Yeah, especially people up in like the Pacific Northwest, like my homie Chris, Chris, right, Chris Wheeler, uh, like on weekends he would go for a hike, and just come back and work the whole next week. But it's like you just go hiking on weekends, like that shit is like what a crazy lifestyle. Like your hmm. card, your cardiovascular system yeah. must be amazing. It's gotta be, you know, because if it's not, I can imagine that that you know. For you to go back to work a day later or a day, uh, two days later, like your recovery has to be impeccable. <laughs> for real. Like, at least for someone that was as, uh, as overweight as I was in the beginning of this trip, like, it really puts in perspective, like, damn, like, how winded you get. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, you know how, how, you know how Outcast will have this exercise where they're like, they go running while rapping to their lyrics? They did that? I, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I had no idea they did that. I don't know if it was Andre 3000 or Big Boy that said it in an interview. I think it was Andre. But they were like, yeah, we, we, we would go for runs while rapping the lyrics just to kind of get the breath control good. Oh, that's genius. So I would be hiking while rapping. He's like, on my way back to the... <laughs> like I'm standing there in front of the camera while it's recording, and I'm like catching my breath while whispering the lyrics. Yeah, you know. Oh so, damn! Yeah, definitely, a, definitely a process. Definitely. I do like how hip hop in general, though, is kind of embracing this like uh, going for a hike lifestyle. Like there was, I think Complex has had came out with a show where it's like rappers going on a hike in okay. LA, in LA, in the okay. mountains up there. Yeah. And I just always thought that was dope, man. Like I would love for them to. Uh, I would love for, for, for people in South Florida who haven't really gone exploring like that to just go for that road trip, man. I mean, what is it? It's like $200 in gas in your sedan, 40 miles a gallon. Like, come on, man. Go on the trip and just go go look, look see what it's like to be on mountains, man. And, yeah. and uh, breathe the air up there and just, mm. just kind of stand there for a minute. Like, even if... The the fifteen hours of driving results in you hiking up a mountain just to stand there for five minutes and be like, "All right, accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're I done guess. here." Yeah, like that would be one of the most amazing uh, adventures, bro. That you guys go on, man. Because as much as I love Miami, like I've gained, I've come to really appreciate Miami. Mm-hmm. Like just the just um. Not just Miami, but like the Floridian, like the infrastructure here. Okay. There's like all these shopping plazas. Yeah. That are like everything's open damn near 24 hours and like the gas is cheaper. The, the state taxes are cheaper. But like I can totally see how how flat everything is. It yeah. just kind of gets old quick for everyone. Right. right. So it's like, bro, like I know that going on these Orlando trips is cool every like two, three, four, five, six months. But like. Just keep going, man, and go into Georgia yeah. and go into Tennessee. Before you know it, like, you're up there, man. The elevation is higher. The yeah. wind is colder. The, mm. the the surroundings are quieter. And it's just really good for the soul, man. 
Right. You know, I never felt more alive than I was in Death Valley. Real shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yo, I, I, I don't even want to add on to that part because that was an excellent way to segue into this fourth and final beer. Um, never felt more alive in Death Valley. Crazy. Yeah. This last one here is from Crown and Hops. It is their BPLB. It's a hazy IPA, and this is the heavy hitter of the bunch. This is a 7%, also from California. Oh. You know that they say that sociopaths' favorite type of beer is IPAs? Really? Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up, but I really, I really like IPAs, man. <laughs> You're not alone. There's a bunch of listeners that I just kind of like threw under the bus there. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's like, <laughs> it's like I love IPAs and I've been called a sociopath. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, yeah. but this beer is good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. So this is a hazy IPA, um, which is it's, it's odd because it's from California. Yeah. Uh, but this is a little, it's hazy. Hazy means that it's not as filtered. West Coast IPAs are typically more filtered. Wow. Um, so I guess this was their shot at making a New England IPA, I guess. No, that's good, man. Dry hopped, hazy. Good like IPAs get a bad rap, man. Yeah, eh, I mean, I'm not, listen, I've... Um, I love IPAs. See, and I've been one that's never been a big fan of IPAs, um, but I have through my times, um, ex- you know, experimenting, experimenting and experiencing um, beers. Um, I don't ever turn down an IPA, at least to give it a try. And um, I definitely have found more than just a few that I could enjoy yeah. without that like without my distaste for it. I just like I don't know I mean I drink beer to 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 get drunk. Mm. You know? And, mm. and not even to get fully drunk, just to get tipsy or whatever. But yeah. like I don't wanna have to drink five beers to get there if I can drink one or two Correct. beers. Correct. To get there. So I mean I I drink it for the for the uh potency. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You're trying to be uh, very efficient with your drinking. You don't want to be here drinking. Yes. You, know, you don't want to throw down a whole twelve pack. Efficient. I'm gonna start going with that. <laughs> yes. I, I practice efficient drinking. That's yeah. I think I'm gonna tell it next time I uh, next time I go see like my doctor asks me. So how many drink? How many uh, drink, beers a week or how many drinks a week? Do you have? I'm like, well, an efficient amount. Yeah. I, I cut down from twenty to five, and you seem to be like great. And so you're just there's like stumbling, like yeah. <laughs> Word. The, so, the the IPA that I drank in Death Valley was it's like Death Valley uh, Pale Ale. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I mean, shit, man, they got me, bro. Like by the, yeah. I, I got a six pack, and by the third, third, fourth beer, like I was, that's it. Mm. I, you know, I was. Wow. When I was working with drink, with drink champs, yeah, like shouts like, to EFN for sure. Shout, shouts out to EFN and to Nori and and, and the, the whole crazy hood. Like I remember, um, like this one night, I got you know they went to Wood Tavern after. Okay. And. Uh, I can't remember who it was that they had interviewed that day, but it was like at the after party they go to Wood Tavern, mm-hmm. and obviously I was, you know, we had drink to Tiger Bong, like, Tag- oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, and and I was on, uh, I was on probation during that time, so I couldn't smoke weed, you know. Like, okay. I remember like Nori had like passed the blunt, and I just I really wanted to smoke weed with Nori, but I couldn't, you know, because I wasn't trying to get drug tested, and but um. <clears throat> But man, like I got really drunk that night. Mm. Like really, like it was the most drunk I ever got in my life, and wow. it, and it was like b- embarrassing, really, because you know you're in a public space where everyone's drinking, but like I didn't know my ledge, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and ever since then, like I mean, I got so drunk, man, that like it was like 
you know, uh, it was a lesson. And ever since then, I never allowed myself to get anywhere near as drunk as I got that night. Mm. So, like, even... That was a good barometer. Like, you you reached that, and then you realized, well, that's not where I ever want to be again. And then you've modeled your drinking since then to that. I think... I forgot who it was, but I think it was, like, Hazardous Sounds or something was, like... You're a you're a drink champ, Danny. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> so it was noticeable. Like, like, it was... like I'm sorry, man. I'm a drink chump. Like... <laughs> it's funny, yo. I, again, shouts to DJ FM because this last beer you mentioned it. This last beer we're drinking came courtesy of, of DJ EFN. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. Um, I linked up with the the, the homies down at uh, Beer Fest Fridays, which they rec- they record at a Crazy Hood Productions. Cool. And um, so when I was there, you know, I had a chance to, you know, I always had a good time to see EFN and then and even more build with these brothers because they're, they're beer and CrossFit aficionados. Mm-hmm. Um, I just drink beer. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and before I left, I saw a couple of these, a couple of beers inside the cooler. And I hit up EFN and I was like, I asked EFN, hey, yo, you mind if I, he's like, bro, go, go, just grab. And he might have been, in, you know, he might have been in a place where he was just feeling so good that he's like, yo, take whatever you want, man. Don't worry about it. So I was like, okay. I mean, EFN's a really generous dude, man. He always looked out. Like, okay. he always, always looked out. Like, I, I, I made sure to make it a point, like, even when I was doing, when I was in my Murder Mountain uh, mm-hmm. space, right? Going at Kendall just for okay. the pur- just for the purpose of trying to raise the bar of mm-hmm. like the output of Miami hip hop, right? Yeah. I made it a point to be like, nah, man, like like EFN, like thank you EFN. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just because I feel like he really looks out for 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 you know for the little guys, for sure, the for guys sure. on, on the come up, you know. All right, you all right? You one more exclusive before we jump out of this one. You told me you 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 told me something before we even started recording, right? Uh, going back to Kendall versus Hialeah, and it's probably the last time I'm going to mention it. Uh, but you put me on to something that not too many people are aware of. There was something that you did that you were set in motion, trying to kind of like put oh. the icing on the, the the Kendall cake, yeah, <laughs> or the pie. Um, yeah. So I was telling you how um, we had the venue change, and uh, last minute we had to switch up the location. And we ended up filming it. Here in Casa de Ed or Casa de Ohead, and um, you said that there was something you had set up but never came to fruition because of the location change. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I'll tell you, man. No, 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 I mean, no, like, no, no, so, so mind you, like, you know, I'm in North California watching this shit go down, um, and you guys had put the address out there, right? So uh, I went on Postmates and I ordered a fucking pie and I had the driver write Be Humble on it, and it was, it was a, to H2O. I wanted H2O to receive some humble pie on the day of Kendall versus Hialeah. But because of, uh, in classic South Florida fashion, venues change last minute. So, like, that that was never able to. I just really wanted that to happen, man. <laughs> as, we're, that, as we were recording, it would have been dope to be like somebody walking and be like, wait, somebody's at the door and they're like <laughs> delivering something. Yes. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Is there a, uh, <laughs> there a H2O? H2O. <laughs> oh, here, here you go, man. And I'm just going to, you know, just hit you with the evil laugh. <laughs> No. It's probably better that it didn't work out that way, man, because, like, during that point, I was definitely on my, like, I was being a menace, you mm, know? Okay. I already, I, I already like, accepted the fact that, like, at that point, you know, after dropping all those tracks and just the way that things uh, went down, wow, me that's all right. Yeah, that's wild. Serendipity. Yes. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, no. Nah, shout out to H2O, man. No, I mean, indeed, shit, you know. Indeed, yeah, definitely. I'm it's, glad that it didn't arrive. You know, imagine I I don't know, man. Like, cause I still got love for H. You know, I I, I spoke with him recently. Like, like okay, we're, we're cool, man. Nice, that's um, great to hear. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just one of those like, damn, like when hip hop got real, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, so, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, my peoples, there's a lot more to hear. Um, yeah, I just sat through probably one of the longest brew segment ever, but it was chock full of information. I mean, we drank these brews. Oh, real quick, uh, one through four, which is the ones you fucking with the most and the the least? All right, bet, bet, I got you. So the okay. the one that I liked the most out of these four was the first one we drank, which the is Rocktoberfest. the Rocktoberfest. That was oh, good. Man. Okay. And then the IPA, I would say, it comes in second. The um, and then the Chargy third, and then the Pilsner, the Culture Tings, the Culture Tings fourth. But okay. that's that's not to take anything away from the the Pilsner because. I mean, it's an acquired taste, but I mean, I appreciate just I mean, who's going to turn down a cold brew, right? That's what I'm talking about. Not here, not on this podcast. We won't have it. It's Brews, Beasts, and Eats. Y'all stay tuned. We still got the Beats and the Eats portion to talk. Art Morera, 12 a.m. media. Not a great event planner, but that's all right because he does so many other things well. We're going to get to more. Hi, <laughs> peace. Brews, Beasts, and Eats, the podcast, and we have reached the Beats portion of the podcast. Yes, cheers. And, and the drinking hasn't stopped, despite the fact this is no longer the uh, bruised portion. That's good. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. This is the, the portion of the podcast where we get to know our guest's musical taste. That's usually what's on the agenda. We have, a, we have a, an artist here who put together a stellar project, Death Valley. Go check it out. Bandcamp, um, all the streaming services. Hook me up with some gas money. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it, takes, it, takes, uh, it takes gas to get from place to place. Uh, there's a line in it where you're like, oh, in the intro to one of the tracks, I can't remember which one it was, but um, there's the line where you go, all right, Morty, I just put in $6.07 a gallon. Well, I just paid $6.07 a gallon. 70. Uh, $6.70 $6. $6. $6. $6. $6. $6. $6. $6. $6. for, a gallon, for gallon a gallon of regular gas. Of regular gas. He's like, so I just spent uh, a month's worth on rent. Or, or <laughs> since you were living out of the bed, yeah. you're like... So, <laughs> with a full tank is a month's worth of rent. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and then I, I ended up being like, there's got to be another gas station around here. I'm just going to put a sticker up right quick. Mm, yeah. Mm. A funny story about that gas station. It was cash only. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm spoiling uh, uh, stuff that you're going to find okay, out okay, later okay. on in the, in the episodes. But It's my fault, bro. I should have been on it. I should have been watching it. But go ahead. No, nah, it's all good, man. <laughs> really. That's, that's, that's the, the joyous thing about... about having it already out there like yeah. the cool thing about like m- music and video is that it is a non-tangible uh, product right yeah so like okay like a shirt you know if, if, if you've been been preserving a t-shirt for like 20 years mm-hmm. and you pull it out the drawer and like you sell it at a garage sale or something it looks aged yeah right because yeah, yeah. the, the fabric has already existed for however long it's been that since yeah. the shirt was made but with music and video, no matter how long it's been since you published it, or how long it's been since you made it before it got published, it all of a sudden becomes brand new again. Yeah. And then more time is going to go by, and people are going to be like, oh, I'll check you out. And then it's brand new to them, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's always brand new. Always, yeah. always brand new to someone. So even though like some some folks haven't seen the whole series, to me, I'm I'm totally cool with with that because I'm excited for them. 
Oh, okay. Just to see the crazy yeah. shit that ends up happening. Got you. Got you. Okay. You know? <laughs> Damn, I gotta. I, I'm not a big binge person, Sorry. but I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have to maybe. Uh, <clears throat> and I mean, the, the episode starting off for about ten to twelve, ten to eleven minutes, but then it picks up. I think uh, episode five ends up being about a twenty-plus minute episode. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny <laughs> you say that because, like, like, bro. There's something. There's okay. So I, I, I feel like magic is real. You know how magicians, they don't really do magic. They kind of do tricks and illusions and shit. Yeah. Like, that's magic to the ignorant, right? Mm. Because you don't know how he did it, so it's magical to you. Yeah. But there's a different type of magic that I feel like exists in the world. And that magic is when, it's like when you align yourself, when you align yourself, man, with like, with what you believe to be like your life's purpose right like yeah. like you're, you're you're making your dreams come true like pinocchio trying to be a real boy right okay okay like the magic at that point starts to happen and like okay in, in a song i have called uh player one right remember player one yeah yeah like uh at the end of the second verse or the last verse or whatever i go magic really be happening i don't know man you just have to have been there magic really be happening i don't know you just have to have been there and it's hard to des- describe why what, whatever happened was so magical right but when you're just kind of going about your life but you have a camera rolling it, it can capture like the crazy shit that be happening in your life gotcha. that like you are 100 certain that it was like a, a divine entity just threw that at you you yeah. know yeah so like on this journey that i went on like several times that happened hmm. right okay that like okay. several you times captured that the happened. magic yeah i really <laughs> did man no exaggeration so it's like it's one of those like bro whenever y'all get around to watching it like you'll see for yourself but yeah. i don't i don't want to be spoiling it because then you know then the magician is it takes away how the trick works i was just gonna say that it takes me? away from the magical moments beat segment it's entirely produced by you, this this album. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, you alluded to it earlier, that uh, Colt 45 helped out with uh, sending out break beats. Yeah, like I heard very little gun sounds with, with Mowgli and, and Colt 45. Mm-hmm. And also um, the No Mowgli tape, right? Yeah. That, that No Emotion made all the beats. Yes. And uh, I believe Colt 45 also blessed him with some breaks. Nice. So I was like, hook it up, man. <laughs> hook it up with these breaks. I have this one folder full of breaks that I've been using for the last like six projects. Hmm. And there's only so many ways that you can flip the same snare and kicks and hi-hats and yeah. open hi-hats. And uh, so, oh, real quick, now that you say that, for, for my people um, who are not familiar with uh, what breaks are, <clears throat> it's it's that, that part of the record where everything stopped except the drum beat, the drum pattern. Yeah. Uh, or it's it's solely bass. You might still hear some backgrounds, but it's solely like the drum pattern. Right. Right. Like the all the other uh, all the other instrumentalists they stop playing their instruments, so you can just hear the groove of the drums. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's dope about that is that, like, when you have all the music playing at the same time. Uh, the microphones that are capturing the audio of all the instruments playing, mm-hmm. unless if it's mixed right, like the bass will kind of drown out the kick drum and vi- and, and other <clears throat> instruments kind of start to get muddied out because okay. of similar frequencies. So like having soloed out drums, you really feel the thud of the kick and the snare. Like snares don't have to be so thin where you you just have the mid to high frequencies. Yeah. Like you like to keep some of that girth in there, mm-hmm. like for of the snares and shit. Yeah. So you want, like, yeah, you could, you could have a full snare, kind of like what Tribe Called Quest did with like Midnight Marauders. Like I remember those snares where I was like, oh crap, they would catch me off guard. Like yeah. listening to that album for the first time. So 
so they don't have to be that thin. Because those snares were thick with two C's, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like you, 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 you just you just feel yeah. it in your fucking soul. <laughs> so so like when Colt 45 like blessed me with that with that uh, uh, break uh, folder, it was like I was a kid in a candy store, you know. Nice. Because I mean, come on, man. Like I just I need the drums. You know, if it wasn't for Mowgli, I would still be. Uh, Content with making music with like programmed drums, just the yeah. regular kick and the snare, where it just sounds kind of robotic. Yeah. Um, yeah, he mentioned it on his episode. He was like, What's up with these drums? Like, you gotta get some drums. For real. <laughs> I mean, don't, like, mind you, I'm still really proud of, I, I feel like my, I feel like my catalog is stupid. Like, oh, yeah. like I mean, I'm not, I'm, like, it's just like, No, it doesn't take away from it. It doesn't take away from it at all. It just kind of shows an evolution of sound, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I feel like at this point, I'm at a point now where like, bro, like, I just need a dope sample. I'll play some bass and I'll just lay some some drum breaks in it. And like, really, that's it. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else. What else do you really need? You know, if you want to yeah. add like a pad or a synth or some type of arpeggiated like instrument or something, that's cool, too. But like sometimes less is more. Like If, if yeah. you if you if you. <clears throat> Stack up your beats with too many instruments, like it leaves no room for you to rap. And that's something that I think it's kind of like the uh, a lot of times. And I don't want to. I don't want to just uh, focus it solely on on the new generation of artists that are coming out. But I've seen instances, or I've heard instances. I haven't seen. I've heard instances where, like. Yeah, bro, you know you're really hiding your whack lyrics behind this crazy production. Like, there's artists out there that are like, nah, let's just give them a crazy amount of production. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's a vibe, though. Don't get mad at the fact that I'm not saying anything. It's just a vibe. Stop talking. You're talking over the vibe. Turn it up. (laughs) Exactly. So, so I get it. I get it when you say that. Funny you say that. Like, like early on in my, uh, like, okay, I dropped my first original project like 10 years ago this year. Right, okay. it was like the Arthur EP and the Morera EP, and I remember there was a time where I just wasn't so confident in the way I sounded on a record. Mm. I mean, I had I didn't just start rapping at that point. I I already had had like a whole crazy uh backstory even at that point. Yeah. But like I would ask the engineer to kind of like, cause okay, cause when you when you add a compressor to vocals, it kind of makes the vocals like sit on top of the whole beat. Okay, right, but like. There are some hip hop artists that I kind of like the way that they decrease the gain of the compressor, where they'll still be on top, but they'll be like really tucked in there. Okay. I don't know if you kind of like. I I, I could. Their I vocals. Could he- I could hear it kind of like I I noticed at times where and maybe that's just poor mixing, but I there's been instances where I've heard where I'm like yo this is way too much like their voice is way too much like mm-hmm. there's a. The the we're missing out on the beat, you know. Yes. Um. So or or, or vice versa. Or vice versa. Like, oh, I want the I want the I don't want to be the main instrument on this song. I want mm-hmm. like the sample to be the main instrument or yeah. something, right? Yeah. But um, you know, that was that was also coming from a place of like not being too 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 confident in the way that I sounded sonically. Yeah. So you would ask the engineer to kind of like tuck me in there, right? Gotcha. Uh, but now I mean, you know, I feel like, like since I mix my own shit now, yeah. Uh. You know, I, I, you find a like a a perfect blend of. Gotcha. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I didn't really overthink it with this project. Like, this project, I barely mixed any of. The, I barely. I mean, not that I undermixed it. I mixed the songs to my liking. Okay. But I noticed that it to my liking, it didn't really take too much to get the sound to arrive okay. to where they were at. Shit. All right. You know. So 
Like people, people have been asking me like, "Oh, how'd you do this? How'd you do that with this with this album?" And you know, to my surprise, like my answer to them was like, "Bro, I barely fuck with it, man. Mm. Like it just kind of mm. it fit there, you know." Yeah. yeah. It's really mostly about leveling and shit. But I don't know. I'm just wow. getting into nerd talk now. Got you. Hey, man. Hey, listen, man. We love our nerds here at the podcast. Yo, tell other nerd friends about the podcast and tell them to tune in. Um, what's something that you normally would listen to on on these on these journeys? The beat. Oh, so you would just that's that's pretty much the yeah. what makes up your your playlist is just the production you put together. Yeah, like okay. I, I would wake up in the morning, make the beat, make beats. I'll make like two, three, four beats, right? Okay. And then I would uh, open up the map and say, "All right, Morty, where do you want to go today? Let's go to a, let's go to Zabrisky Point. Ah, we went there yesterday. Let's go to a Badwater Basin. You know, let's go to hmm. uh, the Devil's Golf Course. Let's go to Dante's View. You know." And uh, cool names, yeah, you know. And then from that point on, like I would export like a, a ten-minute loop of the beat, which is enough for me to write to, but not get thrown off every three minutes by bringing the song back. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I just kind of bumped the the, the instrumentals the entire time. I really okay. assigned myself. Like I don't know. I mean, I feel like some artists they kind of. They uh, they they only write in like ideal in ideal circumstances, you know. Okay. Like I need the candles lit, and yeah. the incense Burn. six feet away from me, so I don't. It's not all up in my face when uh-huh. I'm smelling the. I gotta be aroma. alone with myself in the booth. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the temperature? Turn it down two degrees, but kind of face the vents that way, not so much directly on me. It's like, bro, what? Like like <laughs> like KRS One, right? He uh, in this one documentary in the art of sixteen bars. He broke it down how, like, the same way that you are kind of prepping yourself to eat by setting the table, mm-hmm. putting the, the the fork and the knife by the plate and folding the napkin. And okay. you're kind of, you're, you know, you start to salivate because you're anticipating this. Because this. you know what the outcome is going to be is so you're going to finally sit down yes. to enjoy this meal after all this preparation. Right. Well, exactly. Well, the same thing with, like, working out. Any, any activity, like... It's like the hardest part for going for a run is putting on the shoes, mm. you know, because mm. once, once the shoes are on, you start to kind of do the high knees yeah. and you start to stretch a little stretch, bit yeah, and you're yeah. kind of getting there already. Uh-huh. So the same thing goes for writing raps. Like I made the beat. What am I going to do? Not write to it now? Yeah. Just like walk away from, from how are you going to start a fire and not stand by the heat? You know, like. That's it, man. You you made it. Like embrace that this is the activity going on right now, and just trust that the rhymes will come to you. Mm. You know, like and it's it's just crazy how that works, man. Like I was telling you before, I even wrote the first record, I was I was a little uh, worried that I was gonna not be able to top Murder Mountain, cause like man, I was here, time away, and Murder Mountain to me are is it's a crazy that's a, that's a crazy. Uh, order of releases bro like yeah you know so i just i feel like every mc's fear is like dropping a whack project of course like a project a project that you you know that this is not your best work yeah but you still got to come with something yeah Yeah. right so like i feel like you know i I just turned 35 like how many more how many more of these like songs do i have in me Mm. you know this is what i was thinking right yeah um like, look, all 2021, I didn't drop a, a, an, an original project. All I did was drop, like, five songs that ended up being the Murder Mountain Deluxe Edition that I added from the 8 to 13 songs yeah. now. And then I just jumped on some, like, collaborations. Like, 
Karma coming mm-hmm. with uh, Mowgli and, and Big G, and uh, the Californication, the shit I did over the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, like that song, I was like, all right, I still got it, I'm good. <laughs> but, but like, you know, you, you, you're not entirely sure like how much more you really have in you, but you'd be surprised how much further you can go. Like that second wind, what about a third wind and a fourth wind? Why you only have two, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I was um, pleasantly surprised by my first song that I wrote out there, which was Wish You Well, right? And at that point, I was like, I, I kind of understand, like, the tone that I'm going to be going on with this project. And, and it kind of gave me a clearer path, you know? Like, mm. it's like you're on a ship, and it's super foggy. It set and, the course for you. And choppy waters, and then you see the lighthouse. And you're like, okay, that's, I see where we got to go now. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so yeah, man, I mean, shit. I, I, at that point, it was fun. At that point, I was like, damn, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snap. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and sure enough, man, I mean... People have been saying that it's like my best project so far. That's like, you know, man. it's amazing to hear that. You know, like it's crazy, right? Yeah. It, oh, and, and it and it is, and it is, man. Like I said, uh, being able to uh, experience it before February second, and even even consuming it times after that, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm blown away by it. I know you, you know, you mentioned questioning, like you know, I'm at a certain age and. And nobody wants to do anything whack after that. Um, and you also talked about how your raps come from actual experience. Yeah. So, man, I'm sure there's more you're going to experience, which in turn to me means there's going to be more songs, which in turn to me means, means that there's not going to be anything whack, bro. I hope not. Shit. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, let me tell you, man, I'm in, a, I'm in an interesting space, bro. Like, I'm in a space right now where it's like, you know, bro, I, I, like, after dropping... The Some Miles Back series, and then obviously, and then Death Valley. Like, I promise you, man, like, I could die, like, right now, and mm. not in your living room. No, please don't. But, uh, <laughs> like, I could just never drop any more music and, and be content with my discography as, like, the greatest shit that you, you, have, you have yet to discover. I mean, I, I still have a lot more in me, like, to continue, but it's just, I'm in a space where I'm like, bro. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like that last... It's like Mike Tyson getting back in the ring, like, after taking all that time off and just knocking someone out and being like, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right, I still got it. Never left. Right. Never left. Yes. Pretty Shit. much. All right, man. Yeah, that's that's fucking excellent. Um, we got one more segment to get into. It's the E-segment. Um... Uh, you guys have to go out there, subscribe to the YouTube, get out there, subscribe to the YouTube, follow the journey of, of uh, some miles back, because like you so well put when that smiles at you. Might as well smile back. Might as, might well, as well, smile, man. Might as well smile back. It's Bruce Beast and he's the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We still got to talk eats. Bruce Beast and Eats the Podcast, and we have reached the Eats portion. I still have Art Marrera with me. You know who I am. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we get to know our guests' uh, food taste. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask. I, I got to inquisit about just food on the road. Mm-hmm. I know a while back, uh, easily more than a year ago, uh, you, were, you were live on IG, and I hopped in there. And I was able to capture a moment where you were, you had just picked up some In-N-Out. 
out on the West Coast. Oh, true. And, and, then, and then we had a conversation afterwards, and you were like, "Yeah, it's not, I don't know. I don't get the whole. I don't get the whole. Still don't the, the facade or the you know the buzz about it. I thought it was great when I was out there, and I why? So this is okay. I'm glad you asked that. Finally, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about a question. So this is it for me. I'm someone who typically, I'm not a big fast food person. Um, last time I was at a McDonald's was had to be 2012. Um, Good. And through the years, it's been less and less. So like you know, Wendy's maybe about four or five years ago. Um, Burger King recently. I, I have one of those Impossible Whoppers. Um, Chick Fil A to me still is like if we're gonna talk fast food, but it's mostly the breakfast. Like I pull up for the breakfast. Um, so I say that to say that just me and fast food aren't something that it happens frequently enough. So I'm thinking that my, my, my opinion on In-N-Out comes from a place where it was, this was, um, 2018 it had to be, I think it was 2018. I went to, um, I went to be part of the homies wedding mm-hmm. in California um, and it was my first trip to California where I actually had a chance to like get a, get out and see shit or experience shit. So one of the things I said, I was like, yo, I got to pull up to eat in and out. We did. I enjoyed it. So I'm thinking that the fact that like fast food isn't such a staple in my diet, that encountering something that already had kind of like this allure to it. And then it being, you know, something I'm like, I haven't had fast food in a while. Mm-hmm. I think that all kind of went hand in hand into my decision as to how good it was. So, so, so you you treat it in and out like a theme park. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Without the easy pass, like you know, it's like you know. it's like I, I I heard a lot of hype about this incredible Hulk ride. I'm gonna see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, indeed. And and I thought it was great. But then again, it could have been. I mean, there's definitely. If you ask me honestly, so okay. So that brings up another point is. Um, Comparing in and out to my most recent McDonald's experience, if I stopped eating McDonald's in around 2012, right around there, maybe a little earlier, and then I had in and out in 2018, like, like I don't, do I have much of a? Uh, a, a <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have. I don't know if I have enough to base it on, but I just know that in and out to me was great. Well, I mean, it wasn't to me. Okay, but it hey, happens. but you know, I mean, more power to you, man. You know, like, I, 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 like when I was in Death Valley, like, you know, there's no fast food. Speaking of bites, great place to not be tempted to eat any fast food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I, when I was writing that, I was, like, laughing because it's such a goofy line. But it's true, man. True. I mean, like, I remember being out there like, yo, I love the fact that I can't get fast food right now because yeah. I really want some. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then there was a point after I left Death Valley where, like... Because I wanted to make it to Florida by my birthday. That, that was the whole mission. Okay. I, like, I spent Thanksgiving and Christmas alone in mm. California. And that's not the first time that I spent those holidays alone. Like, in Born, Live, Die, I reference how I'm like, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, see myself sitting at Denny's. Wouldn't be yes. the first time. It's been too many, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Ataquando, you know how many mm. holiday, how many family oriented holidays am I going to not be around my family? Yeah, right. Like so, so I was like, man, you know, it's the beginning of the new year. My birthday is January twelfth, and I want to somehow 
drive to the desert, make a project, and make it home by my birthday, right? Deadlines, like deadlines. Yeah, straight up. Oh, deadlines. Yeah. Death, Death Valley lyrics. Mm. Crazy. So, <laughs> so like, I had calculated that the amount of time that I needed to drive for the last two days was like 20 hours a day, like like 15 hours or something like, something like that a day. And I did. Like, like I did for yeah. real. Like Yo. each day I props to you. It's crazy how like when you have like a mot- motivation. Yeah. When you have a motivation like that battery in your back seems yeah. to last a little longer, right? Then, then that's when you'll find the drive, no pun intended. Like you ever feel like like, like your phone's one percent left feels like seven percent, you know? It's like damn for this one percent my battery's been it's holding too- on for a while, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's kinda how I felt, you know, and and uh so the first <clears throat> thing I did when I just like cuz they it got to the point where I was so sleepy from driving that my body kind of got cold and mm. uh the Pepsi wasn't doing it anymore for mm. me you know I, I I drank it for the caffeine but really yeah. I drink Pepsi cuz it reminds me of like my family and shit we we drink Pepsi a lot when I was a kid mm. but like I pulled up at a McDonald's and like I ordered enough food for like 3 people <laughs> And it was McDonald's breakfast too, and I just scuffed that shit down, and I fucking passed out like a king. <laughs> I was in the back of my van with the fan on, like, "Ooh, this is nice." <laughs> and I passed out, felt great, but like that only lasts the first time, man. Like I feel like even now, since I've been back in Florida, you know, like every now and then, you know, those coupon papers that Wendy's and Arby's yeah, are giving you—they dropping it, yeah, yeah, you know, like that's really good for like you know. Uh, people just on, on the move a lot But man Sometimes I'll be like Bro I kind of want to go back To just not being around Any of this shit mm. Cause I don't want to be tempted To keep eating Got Like you. unhealthy You know Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's like those, There's pros and cons You know You go to the city And you have all this fast food Like But like What I did was I went to a, This uh, Bargain grocery outlet And I filled up an ottoman With like Dehydrated fruit mm. Cans of tuna Clam chowder Ramen noodles. I had like some uh, some red spaghetti sauce and some Alfredo sauce okay. and uh, pasta. I, I just kind of I had more than enough uh, food to survive if yeah. something were to have happened, and and then also I had enough propane and propane accessories to uh, to be able to cook. But I didn't want to rely on the propane, so that's why I built. Of the fire, and I would split wood, and Dig. like oh. when I when I was a kid, I was a Boy Scout. I I did Boy Scouts for like three three years or some shit. Okay, you know? and uh, so I learned how to kind of tie ropes and do this. The knots, yeah, sewing, the sewing, the sewing, sewing yeah. too. Because yeah. we got to talk about the merch too. But don't let me finish this episode without talking about the merch. But for sure, for sure. But, um, like well, like it, but all that came in handy. It felt great to like finally do it all. You know, gotcha. like. I, you know, when I started to look into van life, it's because I wanted to blend the the tour life, the independent artist yeah. tour life, with van life, right? Okay. To save money on hotels, to save money on, uh, yeah, pretty much hotels, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so no, and and then and then the expenses that come, the expenses that come with eating out because now you I remember the very first episode we talked you said you were getting used to using the hot plate and you wanted to develop meals around that based yeah. so that when you would take these trips correct the, yeah so yeah so the van life and then just not just not contribute you know keeping that money that you would normally have spent on you know food at an establishment that's correct like like I just 
you know, unless if you have, because look, when you have kids and you and you have a wife and you have like, it's not so much about sustenance. It's more so about providing a quality of life for people to look back on True. years later, right? True. But like for me, it's more so about I can't be sleepy and I can't be hungry. Yeah. So I need to fill my stomach up and just make sure that I'm just well rested, yeah. right? So. I'm a low maintenance kind of guy. Like I don't mind cooking food and keeping the leftovers in the same pot and eating it later that night and just I don't care. Yeah. Right? Um so like it's 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 cool arriving at the culmination of like all the the YouTube videos that I watched of people like building fires and shit mm-hmm. like out of their van and some like winter camping shit and um and then uh, just doing it for myself and you have this sense of accomplishment, you know, that like, wow, I built a fire myself, you know, mm. like this is what it must have, imagine what it must have been like for the early settlers. I was going to say, it was like, it was like the, the, it was the, it was the first advancement in civilization. And that's not, that's not even including hunting animals yeah. and, uh, yeah. and working the earth to grow crops mm. and then making sure that the crops don't die for the next Three months that you're looking yeah. over them while they produce the, your, 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 your fruits and vegetables yeah. or however long it takes. So just imagine what it must have been like for them. Yeah. And that's with the horse and carriage. Like it, I watched the movie uh, Silverado the other day, the old western. Okay. Silverado with, uh, with Kevin Klein and whatever, whatever. But like these like horseback carriages, right? Like imagine what that must have been like. Hmm. So I wanted to just kind of see what that's like. Yeah. Just to give props to the people that were here before us, yeah. you know, like that's crazy. So, but 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 when you realize that you not only can you do it, but you you get good at it, that's just the sense of accomplishment. That like, bro, if the world goes to shit, I have a van with solar panels that I can record my own music on with the, I mean, professional quality music, professional quality video. Not that anyone's gonna care in the apocalypse, but like, <laughs> but like. But if you could do I could, that, I could survive and not go crazy. Correct. You know, and that's what it's really about. For me, that's what it's really about. Like, like you wanted to mention the merch. That's like the latest thing that I learned how to do. I learned how to use a sewing machine. Yeah. I learned how to uh, silk screen print. Mm-hmm. And then I use my iPad to make a design. And I, I have a printer in my van that I print on transparent paper. So you can put that on the silk screen and burn the stencil nice. onto the emulsion. And like, bro, it's just... You know how Neo in the Matrix was like, whoa, I just learned Kung Fu because they uploaded it into him. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what it's like for us with YouTube tutorials. Like, just learn how to <laughs> yeah. do something and that's it. You know how to do it. So, like, it kind of bothers me when, like, I try to put people on to new ways that they can kind of, like, do things for themselves and they just act like they don't have the mental capacity to learn this new skill because it's like, I feel you, but at the same time, I kind of don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. it's whatever makes you happy, man. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. But, but like the reason why I learned how to do things myself is because I don't like the idea of like how aspiring rappers can't afford to pay for the services that it takes to make it in hip hop mm. because publicists and booking agents and this and that promoters, they don't care about your success. They care about you paying them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm, so it's like, all right, all right, so I'm going to pay you five, six, seven hundred dollars to open up for currency. What is that like? What is that going to do for me tomorrow? Like, yeah. I, I, so, so you're telling me for me to stay in, in, in your good graces, I got to pay your rent. Yeah. Like, wow. like, whoever you take to represent Miami Dade is fine. I'm not paying your rent instead of paying mine. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. to like have to sell cocaine 
or to sell drugs just to make the money that it takes to pay someone else to try to make my dreams come true. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. I'd rather just take the money that I earn myself from working hard and making honest money. Not to hate on anyone on how you make your bread because I feel you was hard out here. But, like, with the money that you make, right, you could invest in yourself. Mm. You can invest in yourself, learn a new skill. Don't even provide it for other people. Just do it for yourself. Yeah. And before you know it, you have like everything you need to be able to operate. And people that appreciate the art that you put out there are also going to appreciate the fact that you learn how to do it yourself. And it just yeah. has this personability. Yeah. And per- what- you're, you're involved in every aspect of it. Like, it's, it is you 100%. And it's dope. And it's dope. It's not like I did it myself, but it's trash. Like, <laughs> it's not at that point. It's like, yo, bro, like, I feel you, but you could have just gotten someone that's good at this to do it for you. But, no. but, but I want to be good at everything. Why not? Why, like, do you remember how it was like in the early 2000s where it's like, yo, bro, yo, before I learned how to work Pro Tools, I was in the studio and they'll be like, yo, can you, uh, can you engineer for me while I lay my verse? And my response to them, like an asshole, I was like, bro, I only rap, bro. My job is to rap. Like, how obnoxious is that, you know? Mm. Whereas now it's like, bro, I'll make you sound better than the engineer that you pay to make you sound as good as you sound. Like, yeah. I'll make you sound better. And I didn't go to school for this shit. I educated myself, mm. be, which means you could too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, like take, take, take what I uh, put myself through as, like, an, as an example that it can be done. Because on paper, you probably think that I'm a loser. A guy mm. living in a van with no wife and kids right now. But you know what? Like, the majority of people that I meet and talk to, they tell me that I'm living the life they wish they, they would, lived. Yeah. And vice yeah. versa, shit, man. I wish yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had a screen patio too. I'll be out there all day. You know what I'm saying? So, no, for real. But I'm a wolf, bro. I like the outdoors. You know. That's it. That's it. And watch them. Two two questions. Um, the one thing you looked forward to most to to eat when you got back. Public subs. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Shouts out to public stuff. Is that look, man? Anyone that I mean, I understand that I'm kind of guilty of this too, but like, cheers, cheers, man. But like, you gotta understand, bro. Like, when people, okay, so Slug from Atmosphere has this one lyric where he goes, "You gotta let people be hypocrites," right? It's true, man. Like, why, why are you holding people to such a high standard of like holding on to how they felt to, to a sentiment that they had last year? You know how much can happen in a year? Mm-hmm. Like, my feelings have changed drastically about damn near everything. Yeah. Like, I wanted to die last year. And honestly, I'm wow. okay with dying at, at any point now, too. And that's what makes life so amazing when you accept your mortality, right? Yeah. So, it's like, it's like coming back to Florida and waiting in line a long-ass time at Publix to get a Publix sub and uh, eat twice from that. Mm. And it's like amazing food. Like there's yeah. something about Floridian food. Like Caribbean cuisine is just like it's where it's at, man. I love being yeah. a Florida man, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with good reason. Yeah, good I've, reason. What 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 public subs was it? What public subs? Bro, remember any ultimate? Of, any yeah. of them. Oh, well, the ultimate is fire. Yeah, the yes. ultimate is fire. But the chicken, ten, the, the chicken, chicken strip one, the chicken tenders. Yeah, that is. Yo, they fire got they too. got websites that will update you on whether it's on sale that week or not. See, there's lit, there's layers and levels to yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? You just got you just gotta know. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Yeah, man. Oh. Uh, so now that just turned into I know it was two questions but now that just spawned another question and plus the last one I'm going to ask you um, 
something uh, something that that you would keep off of a sub. Uh, oh no, no, better yet, what would you put on the sub besides the chicken tenders? Oh man, uh, shit, I don't know. Just the way it comes is fine to me, I guess. You yeah, know? Like, I'm not really a, I'm a simple man, bro. Got you. Like I'm not really one of these like. I don't know. Shit, that's an interesting question. Uh, so you go lettuce, tomatoes. Uh, bro, fucking, I just wouldn't put uh, fucking, I don't know, man. I don't really think, I don't know. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> sardines, there. I'll keep, I'll keep sardines <laughs> off of my subs. That, bro, Publix, if sardines is an option on your subs, Publix, y'all fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, let me tell you, man, as much as I appreciate like the, like, the food that's out there in California mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever, but like, I promise you, man, that there's there's nothing like the food in Florida, bro. Like, wow. And, and that's me, like, traveling. Like, I, right. like you know, you stop somewhere. I mean, Amer- America is amazing, bro. There's, there's amazing eats everywhere. But yeah. there's something about, like, just you, anywhere you eat in Florida just seems to just be... Yeah, awesome. Except the except the hood Wendy's and shit. You know, like four o'clock in the morning, yeah, three o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, like, you know what you're kind of getting yourself into. That becomes real situational. It's like you can't get mad at what you're getting because I mean, I'm just checked every box. But you know what, man? Like, like I've had, I've had days where, like, it was like the greatest meal that you've ever had. It's just so crazy how like how shitty food seems amazing when you are like super stressed out and all you want is just nourishment you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so yeah man i mean you know, i don't know shout out to public subs though yeah yeah sure, sure um art man bro we did it again yeah we we covered a lot um no let's talk okay real quick i i, I, I Listen, we're not ending this without talking about the merch, the pop-ups you're mm. doing, the pop-ups. Pop-ups, yeah. All right, talk to me behind the inspiration of the, the pop-ups. Bro, the, you remember how Y100 would have these random little pop-ups with mm-hmm. the banners and the and the easy-ups? Mobile mic. Mobile mic. Mobile mic. You remember that shit? You yes. just brought that back to me. Like, mobile mic, I think he spoke at my middle school back in the day. But yeah, mobile mic would pull up in this truck, wrapped, and they would do raffles Right. Like the giveaways and then the music playing right. or well the station would be playing. Right. Okay. Look, man, like so I'm not going to uh allow any anyone or anything like not get my music out there anymore. Okay. You know, like I understand that we live in a in a time where like everyone wants to get their cut, you know. If I mm. play my music on someone's private property or something, mm. or like in a parking lot, someone's gonna try to pull up on me and be like, yo, you gotta pay me to do what you're doing, right? Hmm. Like, thankfully, uh, I haven't encountered anyone that money hungry, but like, it just feels great to pull up somewhere, connect my PA system that is powered by my solar panels, that powers a battery that I have indefinite power for forever in the day, and just play my music, man. And like, it's kind of, it is kind of scary because. You know, that's like I'm burying my I'm burying my soul out there, man. Like I'm just mm. playing my music that like you'd be surprised how 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 people will receive your music well just because they see you out there trying to get it. You know, like gotcha. if, if you're just one of these like bedroom aspiring artists, like you can't necessarily blame like someone that goes to work every day and is stuck in traffic with sweaty foreheads and shit. Like they're not gonna necessarily 
acknowledge your plight because there is none. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. you're just in your bedroom all day. Like you're not, you're not, you're not outside. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm outside. I'm definitely pretty outside. So like when I play my music and I just, you know, I set my, uh, my, I put my my clothing up there for display. It becomes more so like like. Yeah, if someone buys the merch, that's cool too. But I just want people to hear the music, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, so, so like when I did that pop up with with Mowgli and in Winwood, and you came through, and Ed Volk came through, and Inf- and, and M Sweet Jesus popped yes, up and shit, and, and vibes to the music. Like to me, that's like that's amazing to me because it's not so much about the music as much as it is about the moment that you're creating around hmm. the music. Strong, you know. Like, I, I, every time that I drop music, I want I want there to be a moment around a moment associated with it, because there's so much music coming out that like, oh, I remember when you dropped that track. Yeah, uh, what was I doing that day? Yeah. You know, versus like, I definitely remember when you dropped that track because I went to the spot and kicked it with you, and, yeah. we, and I remember that person walking by with the funny shoes and whatever, whatever, and you create a real memory that like you didn't have to, and those people didn't have to pull up on you, but they did. Hmm. Right, so it kind of makes the merchandise. I feel like that much more special. I don't know. It's just me personally. This is just my opinion. But like, I love, I love what I'm doing right now. Like, like, if you have any uh, any fear that what you're gonna do is not gonna be received well, just go out there anyway, and just just bear yourself to the fucking world, your soul. You know, like just bear like. Like, like who you are to the world through a PA system or throw a canvas up and put a light on it so that you're glowing in the middle of the fucking night so you can be a beacon of hope to people and just just exist, man. Just be out there and just exist, bro. And people will look at you and be like, you'll start to become less and less of an aspiring artist and more of like a lighthouse on a foggy night, you know? So... So yeah, man, cop some merch, yo. I need the gas money, man. <laughs> there it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Art Morera, for taking the time, sitting down, and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. All major streaming platforms, all right? Um, Spotify, Google, iTunes. Let them know that, that yeah, man, we're all existing in this moment. And your art, your art that you consume should just be more, should be more than that. And yo, you're gonna die too. You're gonna die, bro. So like, live your life, man. Yes, please do live your life to the fullest. And in the in the meantime <laughs> and in between time, let's sit down and have a beer. Um, Facts. My people, season three is coming up sooner than you think. I told you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Seven eight six. Oh fuck, I forgot the number. Seven eight six two nine four six two six three. Alright, if you feel comfortable leaving a voice message, leave a voice message. If you just want to text me, just text me. I'm going to love you regardless. Alright, 786-294-6263. Season 3 is coming soon. Um, I got surprises for you guys. I want you guys to get involved for sure. You can't drink in your car while you're driving listening to this podcast, but you can get involved in other factions and manners and forms. Um, I love it. I love it when we all become a community. Um, Art, again, man, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, man. And uh, this has been Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. What can I say? Yeah. Peace.